All right, guys. Uh, I'm Eli. I'm the Bernie bro. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited to be on the Odd Fish podcast. Um, I love the, the, the work that y'all have been doing. Pause. Pause. I don't know what to do, man. No, I'm, I'm no, 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 you're good. You're good. Uh, Explain what a Bernie bro is. Explain what a Bernie bro is. Okay, okay. Um, so, a Bernie bro is a derogatory term used on the internet. Uh, so you describe, just introduce yourself. Uh, it's uh, like it's it's kind of like a word you gotta reclaim, you know. Like okay, it's like okay. people like I remember in 2016, like people were like, "Oh, Bernie Bros." Like they're just like dudes on the internet that are, like like are don't like Hillary because they're sexist. Like they they don't like they're, they're like very. It's a very negative word, but it's kind of something that like has been like we've taken back because it's like that's just so inaccurate, you know. Like this Fair. this idea of like Bernie Bros being like these like white men um that are like angry you know like that's not i mean obviously like right that's uh that's actually everything you need to know about our guest right <laughs> exactly. there exactly i'm an angry dude i'm just <laughs> are you angry i'm very, I'm very <laughs> angry dude i'm about to go alex jones on this podcast <laughs> um but like, that's it bro that's our guest play the intro <laughs> I'm glad we got that out of the, the, the out of the way. We cleared yeah, the tension. It was, it was coming sooner. We relieved right? Eli's anger. Yeah. And with that, folks, welcome back to the tank. Let's introduce our guest for season two, episode. An four. actual introduction. To our guest, <laughs> An actual not introduction. Just, this is the Bernie bro. This angry ass Bernie bro. <laughs> Eli Melendrez, welcome to the show, buddy. I've gone from my angry Bernie bro to my calm and collected Bernard brother. I'm ready to do this podcast. Like Bernard brother, that's like a monk. Like that's like a very, a very like peaceful. But I am a brother with Bernard. I've gone to the mountains and I've come back as a Bernard brother. Yes, exactly. I needed to go through that. I needed to go get that off my chest, and I'm ready to go. Um, it's great to be here. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't get to hang out with you guys as much. Like, yes. I, it's like, it feels like only a few times every semester I get to hang yeah. out with you guys. But. I know, dude. What a tragedy. <laughs> what a tragedy. Backstory. Eli was in architecture with Rich and I for a year, so yeah. we hung out all the time. And then he found out architecture sucks. He found and his he, calling. He discovered <laughs> his true calling. passion, went to the mountain, trained under the, under the disciples to become a Bernard <laughs> brother. Yes. And now he's finally back. To tell us the tales of his journey. I'm ready to kick some ass. You know? yeah. That's right. Tell us what you're up to these days. What are you... Uh, All right. What's your, what's your new major? What have you graduated on to? <laughs> I, I, have, I have evolved. Uh, I came back from the mountain. I'm now a philosophy, which is ironically very going to the mountain major. <laughs> yeah, he's um, And I'm a government major. Um, right. And I love it so far, man. Like, I really enjoyed my time with architecture. Like, I really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. And I really enjoyed, like, you, but you learning should've. what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, that was a whole year of my life. And I really cherished, like, those memories and stuff. But yeah. it really does feel like I'm doing, like, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And, you know, the best part is you were so good at architecture, as soon as you dropped out, we all moved up one spot oh, higher man. on the ladder. You don't have to cap like that. You don't have to cap like that. <laughs> I It was a lot of fun, and I loved, like, doing it, and I loved our professors, and, like, it broke my heart, like, telling Rosner, like, yeah, I'm not oh, gonna be coming bet. back next oh, year. I bet. Um, she was, like, so, like, ready to get me going and stuff, but she was, like, literally, like, 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 I've got this friend, he's, like, 
if you want to need an internship this summer, like you can do it. And then oh, like, this like same week she told me that I was like, Hey, I'm not going to come back. And it was just, it was unfortunate, <sighs> but yeah, no, uh, I guess I can go into like, like my week of like what I do. You yeah. Know, yeah. That'd be great. Like an average week in the life of Eli. An average oh, wow. week in the life Exclusive of content over here on odd fish. All right. This yeah. Is- <laughs> in depth. I'll, I'll give you a morning, <laughs> noon and night. Like this is my whole day. Please. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, so, like I said, government major, philosophy major, um, like, obviously I'm in class. <laughs> um, but, like, w- so I am an intern at a teacher's union, mm-hmm. um, which is really, honestly, like, a dream come true job. Like, I fucking love that job. I'm allowed to curse, right? Yes, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yes, don't sure. worry All about right, it. fantastic. So I fucking love that job. <laughs> My mom probably won't like you as much, but other yeah, than that, you're fine. Okay, cool, cool. I'll, 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 I'll be ready for that um, when I inevitably meet your mom. <laughs> um, like it, it, it is. I love my job. Going back to more relevant topics of like, uh, like it's it's all like legislative stuff mm-hmm. and like it's all like union work and it's it's really fun because like um, I mean we'll talk about it a little bit more with the Bernie campaign, but you hear this like idealized version of union work and it's like union work is so important to our society of like a way that you know normal people like us can like have a voice against like billionaires like fucking tom steyer and mike bloomberg (laughs) like it only through collective action that we can have a voice and like that's like something i really truly believe um and so like like going to work and like working at a union you really get to see like what it actually is like because i have this like you know i'm a philosophy major i think very theoretically and it's like Oh yeah, and Eli's so deep. Everybody, I'm, I'm, get I'm ready a, for that. I'm a deep guy, yeah. He's on the highest of Gekki. <laughs> I think very theoretically, and I think very like idealistically, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really great to like go to like an actual union and see how it actually works, and sees like the ups and downs, and like see how the real world works. Because um, we like we're a great union. Like I love the work that we do. We're very like uh, intersectional. Like we're not just like. Like, when you hear teachers union, I feel like you kind of get this, like, idea of, like, oh, like, it's, like, less, like, like more conservative than, like, like, you know, you teachers. Like, yeah, you think yeah. of, like, these people that are, like, laying down the law and stuff. But, like, it's actually, like, our union's really different than some of the other, uh, my union's Texas AFT, uh, American Federation of Teachers. Gotcha. And, like, we're really different because we have a lot of, um, we don't just represent teachers, we also represent any school employees. So, we like, mm. anyone from the janitor to, like, the teacher um, we care about like, like intersectional issues, not just like we care about racism. We care about gun violence. We care about, especially in, in our schools, yeah, yeah, gun definitely violence. Definitely that matters. Um, protecting our teachers, and, you know, and like all these intersectional great issues, top mm-hmm. to bottom. Um, and I, I just love the work that we do. That's um, awesome. good. Well, before before we run on to the the content, the meat mm-hmm. of this episode, let's uh, let's give us a little brief brief intro. What are we talking about here? Yeah, so uh, the topic, mostly, we're going to touch on a lot of political things given Eli's background in the political (laughs) landscape, you know, both in academia and what he does outside of school. Uh, We're probably going to touch on the election for just a little bit. Rest in peace to our boy, Andrew Yang. You hate (laughs) to see it. Uh, But the meat of the episode is really going to be about socialism. What goes into it, the theory behind it, are we ready for it? Because if we're being real here, there's a lot of stigma about socialism. There's a lot of... uh, a lot of false information around there, and Eli's Eli's a living legend, you know, yeah. young genius, living so Wikipedia. Trained, yeah, yeah, trained in the mountaintops. So we want to we want to hear what he said. Harness some information out of that. So yeah. uh, that being said, let's get into it. And uh, and there's no better uh, intro to socialism 
than starting out with our boy Bernie Sanders and everything he's accomplished so far. <laughs> Damn, y'all are really trying to hype me up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, fucking Bernie, man. Like, that is, like, I feel like so many people, like, not just, like, people that I'm friends with, they're, like, like a lot, for a lot of people, like, this, Bernie was your introduction to socialism. Like, everyone across the board, like, right. that is, like, that is your introduction to left-wing politics. That there's, is yeah, there's very few people I can think of that have pushed harder for the left, like the the extreme left than Bernie Exactly, has. exactly. Well, I'm extreme is... That's, that's, that's the issue we can <laughs> Fair talk enough. about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like not just the extreme left, because I, I was already a politically involved person. Like I Even in high school, like I really cared about... like. Obama, I cared about the 2012 yeah. election. Like, for even, some reason, you chose architecture instead. For some reason, man. Uh, <laughs> but I really cared about those things. And, like, but Bernie was a person that opened my mind to, like, it's more than just voting Democrat. It's more mm-hmm. than just, like, being liberal. Like, you have to actually, like, walk the talk. And that was it for me. Like, that opened me up to this wider world of politics. But I feel like for most people, a lot of people that don't even, aren't even paying attention to politics, Bernie is a person that opens the world up to politics in general. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, whenever you see, like, rhetoric, whenever you see, like, politics as usual, like, that's not really inspiring to you, you know? Like, that's just, like, okay, like, that's just a, another thing in my right. life that's, like, doesn't really affect your life a lot. Like, but what Bernie's, his theory is, like, he wants to make um, politics something that affects our everyday life, you mm-hmm. know? Like, whenever you hear about, like, Medicare for all, right? Like, that's something that perks your ears, especially as someone who needs health care, as someone who's, like, like suffered from like the extreme costs of like medical care in this country like medicare for all is real and that's a tangible thing and like that's something that gets people inspired and that's something that gets people excited um it's like college affordability like we're all fucking poor ass college students (laughs) like when we hear about like uh student loan debt forgiveness like 100 percent student loan debt forgiveness um college affordability and like measures like college for all like these are things that really really impact our lives so like I mean, when I heard about Bernie, like, I was really inspired, but, like, I think that anyone who, like, is just, like, this lay person off the street, like, you hear about this, and you're like, wow, this makes a lot of sense, and this would really affect my life, mm-hmm. um, and that's why um, I think he's gotten so popular, is because, like, it's not about left or right, like, it's not about extreme left or extreme right or, like, third way, like, centrism or whatever, it is really about, um, like our like people don't think of politics like that. People think of politics as how it affects my daily life. So like I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, like you hear about Bernie and like what he's got going on. Um and like you you can't help but be inspired and like realize like wow this is really gonna affect my life. Do you guys really think or I, I know what you're yeah. what you're leaning towards is almost like Bernie's a middle ground towards most people yes. in, in terms of like left, right, doesn't matter whether you're an extremist or yeah, you know, which wing you're part of because at this point, like we talked about in several episodes how society politics everything's becoming so bipartisan and so bipolar yeah, for sure yes and it's interesting to hear you say that bernie is sort of the the middle ground or like yes. the connector between these two because yeah. i i honestly when i when i was first introduced to bernie's policies or you know just the rhetoric of mm. this communal communal policies every like everything for everybody that kind of a thing yes i really felt like that was far left wing so yes Okay. Explain to me whether either of you. No, guys, I definitely agree. Yeah. Explain to me how Bernie would be more of a middle ground person rather than you know extreme of sorts. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can go into that, um, but I think the thing is that a lot of people what they want in politics is not like, and this is getting very theoretical. I can talk to you more about like like his policies and like the technical stuff, but like on a theoretical plane yeah. of like how ordinary pe- people think about stuff. Um, 
I think the ordinary voters, like working class voters, like people that like care about like less about like the teamsmanship of like I'm a donkey because I'm a Democrat, like I'm an elephant Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. Like like just this like. It's like almost like yeah. watching ESPN when you watch CNN. Like it literally feels like it forces like, you to pick a team, which it, is just not productive. exactly exactly. And like literally, CNN is m- like modeled after ESPN. Like literally, like you <laughs> like seriously, like like I mean, like the Situation Room, like all that shit. Like it looks exactly like um, like what you see on CNN or ESPN with like Sports Center and shit. You know, yeah. it's like literally That's just insane, like yeah. my team, your team. Like and like they have mascots and shit. Like it's, yeah. it really is like this this partyism, this teamsmanship is really like, um, and I think that Bernie speaks to people because he is an independent. Like he mm-hmm. is he identifies with the Democratic Party. He's running on that ticket, but he is an independent. Like that is when he ran for senator in Vermont, he ran as an independent. He had right. an I behind his name, not a D behind his name. And like I think that once you like take away this like, um, this like veil of like party politics of like like people a lot of people vote against their own self-interest like right. people i mean you see, you're seeing trump's words all the time like they're voting against stuff especially agrarian farmers especially like working class people that voted for trump like they're voting against their own self-interest like yeah. that really is true um because like like you look at the, the trump tax cuts like that was supposed to help everybody it was supposed to alleviate blah 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 right but like you can just see that and it's like like who benefited the most from the, from the tax breaks? Like billionaires, millionaires, like the, the general top public. Point 1%, the one percent, yeah. exactly. Like that's exactly what Bernie's talking about. And like that's the thing is people. Um, well, I guess the one thing I will say is honesty. Like Bernie is honest. He is like like mm-hmm. he is like far and away been like rated as like one of the like bipartisanly like across America as like one of the most well liked politicians. Like honesty. Like he is. He will tell it how it is. He's not putting on a show. He's not trying to like appeal to the youths by like you know trying to be this like person that he's not. Like he's right. being himself, and I think that's what people want from politics is not like these like ex- you know ex- experienced or like they don't want they want honesty and like they want to be able to trust the people that they have in power and they care about that more than than whether you're left or whether you're right and whether you're extreme and whether you're not. Um, and I would argue that a lot of Bernie's reforms are not extreme in the grand scheme of things, uh, both historically in this country and like internationally. Like a lot of the things he's he's uh, like proposing, Medicare for all, for one, is that stuff that like that's shit that they have like in the entire rest of the developed world. Yeah, like yeah. everywhere else, they have Medicare for all. Um, well, we were talking about you know a lot, a lot more of the democratic policy and how this country was essentially a, a democracy, mm-hmm. and that's the way that it was created. But over time, it's sort of become a mishmash of those things and honestly fallen off the tracks of democracy. Really, truly, yeah. it's become a very oligarchic society. You can yeah. see that with Bloomberg's candidacy, like just that he can just buy. <laughs> it's, no, it's unreal. It's yeah. unreal. Like the shit that that like yeah, it's unreal. But sorry, you were going. Well, no, the point is that like Bernie's not trying to bring about exact. You know, hardcore socialism at, at its yes. core. You know, he's, he's a social he's, democrat, like right. Given his policies, but that's an interesting yeah. term because I don't think a lot of people understand where that notion is coming from. This democratic socialism, because okay. when you think of socialism, you think of you know yeah. European countries or yes. the failed uh, socialism in Sweden or Venezuela or yeah. or even well, the Sweden has not failed. <laughs> Sweden yeah, is Sweden, very prosperous. What yeah, ha- Sweden. What Sweden? What happened was that 1970s they tried to go socialist yeah. and then they came back and they had to redo everything because every the social e- democracy right yeah. the economy was kind of shit in its pants. Yes. So in yes. 1990s they had to redo everything and put, yeah. bring back all kinds of reforms. Yeah. So in that way Sweden, you know, picked up the slack and didn't quite fail. Yeah. Um, 
um, but other countries obviously did. But how how is Bernie or you know anyone on the train of democratic socialism? What is that, and where? How is that better than what we what we know as socialism? So, well, there's a lot to impact there with the Venezuela stuff, and we can talk about that later because that's something that you hear about a lot. It's like so Bernie wants Venezuela. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, that's not that's yeah. not that's kind of uh, you see that a lot in the media as like a very bad faith attack. I see sometimes, but going on, um, there's difference between social democracy mm-hmm. and democratic socialism. So, okay. what Bernie, I think by belief, he is a uh, democratic socialist. Like he believes. Sure. And what that means is like that's a little bit more extreme than a social democracy. Right, like, that is right, true right. socialism, and that's what he believes. And I think that that's what like we as people in DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, like that's what we want. That's our ideal mm-hmm. um, thing. And like like people like you know Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, one of the most popular politicians uh, in the country right now. Right. Bernie, Ilhan Omar, like that's what they believe, and that's like what they identify with. Um, but their policies uh, are more social democracy, which is like, um, I guess you can kind of think of it as as a middle ground of like democratic socialists. Like we really want to change the system because we think the system is very flawed mm-hmm. and is in the way it is currently organized. Um, but like, and we want to actually change our society from being a capitalist society to being a democratic socialist society. Right. Um, and like that's that is like that is democracy in the workplace that is like getting that is not just things like a $15 minimum wage like that's kind of like a band-aid almost like mm-hmm. that's like that's something that seems pretty common sense that everyone should be given $15 an hour right but and that, a living wage you know a living right. wage basic exactly. basic minimum something to compete with like like something like rising rent prices like exactly essentially a standard of living that keeps up with where the modern tying, economy is heading tying to inflation that's a big thing and like whenever we set the minimum wage like they always they never set it to inflation they always right. set it to um just a, a flat the capitalist market basically exactly yeah, yeah. And, and and that's like intentional you know like that's mm-hmm. and it is if, if you could just tie that wage to uh, inflation that would solve so many problems but that's a very specific thing right basically yeah. what i'm talking about is like democratic socialism is an organizational thing of like this is we want democracy in the workplace. We want, um, like, to change the power structure. Like, we do not... We want corporations as we know it to no longer exist. But what social democracy is, is literally just things like $15 minimum wage. Like, working within this capitalist system, but trying to fight against it. Like, fighting against, like, um, like you know, like, like, uh, like, fighting against income inequality. Fighting against, like you know, the crazy cost of right. healthcare. Um, but we're still working within the system. Like things like a fifteen dollar minimum wage, things like Medicare for all, like that doesn't change the fact that like lots of wealth is in the hands of a tiny few people. Right. And that doesn't change the power structure of like people at the top versus people at the bottom. What democratic socialism really wants to do is create an equity in society that all people are given voices, um, not just at the polls, but also at their workplace. Um, it's really, I guess, uh, it's it's really about like people owning the means of production. Like you hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. that's really, I mean, and, and this is not a, such a far-fetched idea. Like I know like there's a lot of European companies that literally have, like, you know, you have boards, right? Right. Like in, in corporate boards and like they're like nominally, um, they're, they're uh, appointed by the shareholders, people who own stock in the company. But um, the European, a lot of European models, they, what they do is they have the people that actually work at the company 
vote on who their CEO is, vote on who's on the board, mm-hmm. vote on the people that are making decisions that directly impact them. And, and a lot of these uh, workers, they also have stake in the company, so they're like, yeah, they have a vested yeah. interest in what the exactly. company's decisions yeah. are and where the company goes. Yeah, exactly. it, it makes and, sense. It makes a lot of sense, not just from a like a social justice uh, equality standpoint, but also from like a productivity standpoint of like, okay, you, you, like people always talk about like, oh, p- the people at McDonald's, like they don't give a shit, like they're just like lazy, whatever, <laughs> like this bullshit, you know. But like, if you're getting paid seven twenty five an hour, like. You are getting if you were getting paid seven twenty five an hour, you are getting seven twenty five an output. You know, like people are yeah. when people will if people actually see like okay, if I do well at my job, then I, I'll get then more. I'll get more out of it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's if, no incentive to hustle. Yeah, and there's when you have a an employee ownership, there is an incentive to hustle because you care about this company because you are an owner in this company and you have stake in this company and you want it to succeed because mm-hmm. when the company succeeds. You succeed, right? Uh, and I think that's that's that, that just makes a lot of common sense. And like, we were talking about the rhetoric, you know? Earlier. Yeah, 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 and for like, sure. This stuff just makes a lot of common sense when you just lay it out and see, like, like, do you take away this left, right, Democrat, Republican, like kind labels of stigma, it, yeah. labels, stigma, all this shit. Um, and it really requires a certain level of like outside the box thinking of like taking a three steps back from how our government is structured and like kind of imagining pulling out all the pieces and arranging them a little differently. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, um, I, one of the misconceptions, like, I don't want to step on toes of objective morality or, you know, like universal morality. Oh, I'm a philosophy major. I can talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We we can get into that. Absolutely. But the, one of the major misconceptions or at least, um, flaws in the thought process that I find is Mm -hmm. that people associate, you know, democratic socialism or socialism or whatever it is with this commonality, like objective, Everyone thinks the same level of yes, good. Everyone thinks that. the same platform, um, and I, th- I feel like the issue with America is that at the very be- at the very basis of America, we're a melting pot, right? Yeah. So we got millions of different kind of people, yeah. different races, different obviously different genders, different sexualities, whatever it is. But we're one of the most diverse countries in the world. Absolutely. So with diverse countries, what I feel like um, happens is we get a lot. We get the same same number of. Uh, diversity or same amount of diversity we have we have a lot of different opinions a lot of different thoughts a lot of different opinions on what is good and what's not got it and so what comes with that is an a a different differentiation on what we agree is you know like here's here's the what am i trying to say here here (laughs) here are the policies that are good you know i feel like when we have such a diverse country we can't agree on one set of policies that's always going to be good okay and so when we get into socialism or democratic socialism I feel like it's going to be different with U.S. to find one set of policies that will work for everybody. Got it. Other uh, than yeah. you know, other countries that probably have one culture, uh, not as much diversity, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's something that works for a lot more people. I hear this a lot. Um, and there's kind of, it feels like kind of um, two things. Like it sounds like one thing is um, individualism. That's something I hear a lot about. Like people are like, "Oh, like socialism will take away our individuality. For sure. It will take away." And our especially voice. in America, there's such a strong culture of individualism yes. compared to really anywhere yes. else in the world. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think the second thing is like, I guess like diverse, not just uh, individualism, but also diversity of thought. Right. And and that's something I do hear a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'll tackle tackle the individualism first because that's kind of easier. Um, he's taking the easy way, <laughs> bro. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but um, so individualism, like that's really easy because it's like 
okay, we, 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 won't, we talk a lot about individualism, right? We talk about a big game about, you know, America being the land of the individual freedoms and right. blah, blah, blah. Um, but how, like, and this is very idealistically we're talking about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, practically, though, if you are under the boot of, like, crazy medical debt, crazy student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if which you, many are. If you're, exactly. If you're, which practically most are. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are at a job that you can't quit because um, because you need the health care that that job provides or you need the wage that job provides, like you're living paycheck to paycheck and you can't quit your job, um, that is not individual freedom. That is living under a boot and that you cannot get yourself out of. Right. Um, and that, I think that, like, idealistically, it's, it's, it sounds great that, like, you know, we have the freedom to, like, start companies in America and, like, freedom to do this and that. But, like, practically... Like socialism, like people talk a big, big game about small business, right? But like, let's just take Medicare for all, like one policy, right? Medicare for all. Like if you are at a job where you have health care and like you cannot quit that job to start your business. Right. Because you, wouldn't socialism in theory make the American dream even more possible exa- by exactly providing you I'm the saying. fallback? Yeah, exactly. Once you have um, this alleviation of like one debt. Um, but two, just like these social programs that like, like a safety net, you can take bigger risks. You can take, uh, you can start that company that you've been too scared to start because of, you know, you've got, you've already got student loan debt. You want to start like a whole nother financial process of like starting a company or, uh, you know, you need your healthcare like, um, from your company. So you're too scared to quit your job and start your new company. Like these programs would really spark I think a whole new like realm of like American individualism, American um, idealism, and like just possibility in general, innovation. Yeah, exactly. Just, just I think this would really open the door, and that and that kind of goes down to like a historical theory of just like what I think makes America great is like, and, and this is obviously something that is like very contestable and like you can argue, but like I think that. Freedom is... Bro, I am not arguing with a government. <laughs> like, keep going. <laughs> like, freedom is such... A, like, a, I think what it makes America great is, like, this idea of freedom and this idea of, like, possibility and, like, these ideal, idealistic things that we've been talking about. And I think that socialism really is the next step in fulfilling that, you know, in the way that, like... Um, and this can... We can go deeper into uh, theory of socialism stuff, but... Um, if you look at the world, like the way that our economies were organized is like you have ancient economies, which were, which were very authoritarian, like like only the top percent of people like had any control whatsoever, um, like kings, queens, oligarchs, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you progress more and you have a little bit of like a mercantilist, um, like uh, organizational structure. Right. Right. Um, and like that's where like states have control the markets and like like. Um, like nations are the one making the decision, and then you have now capitalism, which is uh, like an institution where like uh, ideally individuals would be making like, these decisions and blah blah blah. I think the only the logical next step to that is socialism. Like I think that um, you look at the directory of history, like economies have got been got, getting more liberated, like people have been getting more free. People are trying to tell you that capitalism is the end-all goal of like this like super free society and i would argue that socialism is that next step um because just like given the trajectory of history like that it, it is just that is 
like I like I'm I'm not and it's not like I hate capitalism. Like I do. I, I mean I do. I, I hate the shit that capitalism is doing. It's not like this. I hate like, capitalism. I but do. I do. <laughs> but like I hate the shit that capitalism is going on in this country. Like I hate the shit that capitalism has brought like done. But I would take USA capitalism before I would take like um like being in imperial Rome. Right. You know, because like, in, for every, sure. in every in every situation capitalism is different. Exactly. It's applied to a different formula, so it turns out to be way different. It, the way it affects the people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess what I'm trying to argue is just that um like yeah, okay, like people talk about the, the great things that capitalism has accomplished for the society. And it's like yeah, yeah, that's like it's really there's been some great innovation, like great stuff like that capitalism has done. But, but it was never made to be a permanent solution. It not it, it just it just isn't the permanent solution. Yeah. In like my mind, and like I, I everyone tries to argue like like with I mean I'm sure like with mercantilism people were they were wary of of capitalism were just saying like hey like this is better than what we had before like what are you mm-hmm. trying to do with this capitalism shit, um, and like it just this very like anti ingenuity talk like anti innovation yeah. talk of people just saying like capitalism is great it's like no we can do better like we we, we can yeah. do better and we have to do better um because there's just these very glaring flares like uh, flaws of late stage capitalism as it's being practiced in the u.s um right. and there is an international component to that there is a domestic component to that but there's just some very glaring failures of that system and i think that those failures can be remedied by socialism Looking at the like historic aspect of it is yeah. pretty crazy to me because I've like I've heard theoretical arguments for socialism all the time. I've I've given my fair share of theoretical <laughs> socialism arguments, you know what I mean? But I've never really looked at it through the historical lens and looked at how like governments have progressed through history. And that's actually like that's crazy now that I'm thinking about it. Like I really yeah. fucking hope everybody was listening to that part. Because <laughs> Eli's been mad fast. But one thing I want to address is I know you're saying socialism is uh the next step, and I like you know, I understand that, and I totally get where you're coming from. I totally see that. Do you think that we're ready now? Do you see it as, like, a 100 years down the road kind of thing? Because I feel like our opinions may disagree on that. I don't know. Got but, it, like, it. what do you think uh, in, like, when do you think it's going to become possible? Do you think it's already possible? Okay. I So, so this is, I, I, like, when you are a Bernie Sanders supporter, you get labeled a radical. Like, that is just something that, <laughs> yeah, it, of course. that happens. And I get. Really, I mean, really I'm a Kanye good. fan, bro. <laughs> like, I know exactly what Radical you're talking Kanye about. Fan. Um, but what I'm gonna say is that I am a very cautious person. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very, I am a very, like, cautious person. Like, I am not. Like, uh, you ask your parents before going on Disney.com. Exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> it, says, it says 18 plus, man. Like, I waited till I was 18. Um, but yeah, like, I'm a pretty cautious, careful person, and like. I think what people don't understand is Bernie Sanders, democratic socialism, social democracy, that is the cautious option. Um, like you've got, like, like you've got a very, like Bernie has very revolutionary rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's very just like taking back our country, like changing the way that things are done, political revolution, right? You look at history, we were talking about history, like French revolution, like it was a very different resolution revolution. Like it was yeah, not, sure. it was not done. Uh, the communist uh, revolution in Russia, like these were, are very violent things. Like that is what I call extremism. Like that's what I call yeah. radicalism. I think mm-hmm. that what Bernie is proposing, I think that like democratic reforms um, and people would, would very much argue with me about, and my, some of my close friends will argue with me about whether 
um, democratic reform in this country is possible. A lot of my friends are very much more revolutionary, um, and I totally understand, like, it, it feels like a, a losing battle fighting against the system through democratic means when you have the whole systems against you. But um, what I will say, and what I am saying, is that I think that socialism, I think that um, what Bernie Sanders is proposing is the most rational, like, safest measure to get where we need to go. Because it's kind of like what I was saying. Bernie Sanders, he is a democratic socialist. That is what he yeah. believes. But he is proposing social democracy, which is a much more, like, working within the system to change the system. Um, and that's, it's a very different thing. Um, basically, what I'm trying, I guess what, the, the core of what I'm trying to say is, like, this is the safe way. Like, this is the cautious way this is the way <laughs> this is this is i mean I, i'm not gonna say like this is the way like my friends are more revolutionary like they have very good arguments for that but to <clears> me <throat> this is like this is the safe way this is like the better way to get what we need to do because a lot of people in this country are feeling very extreme like a lot of people in this country like want quick radical change fast 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 right um too fast for our, for our system to allow um i think half the issue is that it's a it's a it's a matter of perspective, right? So when yeah. you when you come from the other extreme of what Bernie's, uh, you know, saying what he's proposing, then Bernie's issues or Bernie's policies might seem super extreme. But when you come from somewhere in the middle and you and you think about it rationally, yes. then Bernie's Bernie's policies might seem more rational to that that person. Yeah, so. I mean, going back to what we were talking about, like compared to international and historical, like even compared to the U.S. USA historically, like Bernie's like. Like you had um, FDR proposing his New Deal, like the Green New Deal is is that New Deal since the '40s has been like taken apart by like conservative Republican Congresses and presidencies like since it was created. Right. Like it's just been like weakened and weakened and weakened and weakened until now. Um, so what we're really proposing is, and we are in a very similar. We are not we are not in a Great Depression, but we are in a very similar situation where people income inequality is the worst it has been since the 1920s like that is an insane statistic income inequality is the worst it's been since the 1920s we are in a very extreme situation right now we'll, we'll get that on the instagram quote don't yeah, worry for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah um and and that is very like you you hear a statistic like that and that just makes you think like what did they do then like they elected fdr they elected i mean socialist socialist movements back in like the 20s 30s 40s like that was when like it was at the most powerful right um and people have this like a very false idea of that throughout history like we're just getting more liberal and like you know that's what conservatives were saying like, right, right, America yeah. right again yeah but like back in the day like socialism was a real thing like union unions were stronger in this country mm -hmm. um socialist movements were stronger in this country um like and it makes sense when the wage equality is so deep it makes sense for people to be like hey this isn't the way things should work right extreme problems uh, sorry go yeah. ahead extreme problems like when people are in extreme problems and are having extreme problems in their daily life they want extreme solutions and yeah they, they want change fast and what bernie is proposing i think is a very like we'd said middle way mm -hmm. of like a democratic reform to get to this society that we are all, like we have this goal of you know right I mean, I don't know how much we can dive into history about that because yeah. the difference between the 
roaring 20s or 1920s or whatever to now is obviously 100 years but so much has changed in terms of technology automation small business manufacturing and like yes. there's so many climate change for that matter people didn't give a shit for about sure. that back then yeah. so like there's so many little little things that changed over time in the way we think about how socialism worked then versus yes. how it worked now in the same way that people think you know make america great again how it worked in the 50s versus how it could work now you know for sure there's so many different issues that you can't apply the same formula in that from that time mm. and expect it to work now we are an intersectional movement like there is there's a reason why we've called it the green new deal mm -hmm. you know because we like we we know that these are not divided issues we know that uh climate change civil rights income inequality economic issues in general international issues um like of militarism like we know that these are all similar these are all together um and like we, you can't really talk about one without talking about the other. Right, they go hand in hand. Um, they really do go hand in hand. Um, and the only way we're going to solve these issues is if we have a really broad working class um, movement of all these individuals. Um, so I guess speaking more to your question, um, I guess I would say that like yes, the formula is very different now, and we need right. to we really need to embrace that. Like this is not going to like. We need to embrace that, like, you know, the history of the socialist movement is very, very tied to civil rights movements. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Martin Luther King being a socialist, like, um, like, like these, this, these, these, these issues are so tied up, um, you know, in, income inequality and climate change. Like, who does climate change affect? Right. It affects the people that can't move, the people that um, are in these areas like that are poor like this summer i worked at texas campaign for the environment which is like an environmental organization um and what we a lot of the work that we did was uh combating like uh toxic waste sites in the city of houston right that were in and guess where those toxic i had a map of, uh that i like basically what part of my job was i was walking out door to door asking people for donations and stuff like that mm -hmm. um and I had so that was a, you at my door. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was me. We had a map that we showed to people, and you looked at the map and see see there was tons of toxic waste sites in Houston. Like there's dots all over the map, but the worst sites, the red dots, the um, I forget what they're they're called, but they're federally designated sites. Mm -hmm. Those sites were across the board in the poorest neighborhoods. Like these wow. are intersectional issues, and and even going further from that, the poorest neighborhoods in Houston are majority uh, communities of color like across mm. the board like you can just really see it i'm mean, houston's i mean every city is super segregated but houston's a super segregated city that you can see these racial class boundaries right just the highways you know like the highways will show you like this is this is where these different communities and live. you can see that in every city every across major city it just divides sure. austin, left and right one yeah. of the worst like austin i was just worst. on in san antonio same things happening same, with i-35 yeah. It, it's, it's in every city that happens and like that's the biggest issue you're talking about this interconnection between yes. racial segregation sexuality like uh, all these financial segregation whatever it is it's they're all everything. intertwined yeah. exactly and, and we can't and, and like let's go even farther like transgender issues yeah mm -hmm. um, like like these different and that's why like, like people always talk about like Bernie's record is like he's got like such a crystal clean record mm -hmm. of like he's always like voting the right way on a diversity of issues um, you know, marriage equality, um, transgender rights, like across the board, um, civil rights, like marching with Martin Luther King, across the board, he's been very much on the right side of history. And that's because he understands that these movements are intersectional and that his work doing in politics, his work with economic theory, 
like it's all so tied together. It's right. all about us as the U.S. as it's, a people. I'm sure you can talk about that more yeah. in terms of like a psychology major because at at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with politics at all. Like no. it's not it's not about political disagreement. It's not no. about bipartisan politics. It's Absolutely. just about human nature. Ex- absolutely, yeah. yeah. It, like I was watching, I was watching this. Once again, it has nothing to do with politics, but mm-hmm. I was watching this actors roundtable talk on YouTube, and it has like Tom Hanks and Jamie Foxx and like people who aren't in the political scene necessarily or shouldn't be. Yes. But Tom Hanks was, was saying something about how politics has become just this completely bipolar argument where it's yes. like we're talking about ESPN, just yes. two teams going at it. But yeah. at the end of the day, he says like it's not about being political; it's about being principled. Exactly, and, and 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 that's morality and politics, like. It really, they're so closely intertwined. Like, you can really tell a lot about a person based off their political beliefs. And, and, and that's not to say, like, oh, you come across a Trump supporter, like, you shouldn't be friends with him because he's probably a dick. Right. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, though, that, like, things, like, you can really, like, like that is just a very interesting thing. Like, there's such morality based in, like, the way you look at the world, the way you look at other people, mm-hmm. the way you look at yourself. Um it's when you come to like politics, because politics have to do with race, like the way you, the way you look at your homies, bro. <laughs> the way you look at your fucking homies, like literally, like race, gender, sexuality, like these core things that are so close to who we, how we see ourselves as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very much wrapped into politics, and like they're they they have a huge uh, effect on how we see the world. Yeah. Um. And and I think for for like like deep thinkers that is how we come up with our political leanings for a lot of other people um and, and i'm not saying deep thinkers is in like oh like like a different type of pe- people like, oh don't worry we're deep thinkers we're deepest of thinkers but I'm, I'm not i'm definitely not saying that at all in like a condescending way whatsoever i'm just saying that people that either like don't get to aren't exposed to don't have time to um think about these issues um a lot of times like I was looking at statistics of like why people align with like the parties they align with, why they mm-hmm. vote for the people they vote for. And a lot of people like they won't admit to, like they won't tell it to your face, like why they're voting for a person like that. This is the reason why, but a lot of people it's has so much to do with their parents, like the way that they were right. raised, like the way the, the teamsmanship of like, um, like I, I had a family that, like, you know, like, you know about how, like, Texas used to be, like, you know, the South used to be Democratic and, like, the party slipped and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, right. Like, I had, my, my grandparents were, like, Republican because that's, like, what the, the my, my white grandparents, obviously, like, the people mm-hmm. that were in the USA at the time, um, they were Republican. And, like, that's what culturally was a thing to do. But their parents, my great-grandparents, like, they were Democrats across the board mm-hmm. because that's just, like, what culturally, like, even when the, after the party switched... Like, it wasn't about policy. It was about, like... And, and I think it had a lot to do with the way they were raised, too. Right. But a lot of it had to do with, like... they That's how they were raised. Like, this is the team that they were on. Yeah. And, like, even when the parties flipped, like, they stayed on that they're team. They're sticking to the bandwagon. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even when, like, their, like, ideologies flipped entirely. Yeah. Like, they still stuck to that. that well, that, that's yeah. that's half the reason Oddfish is here, bro. Like you True. said, we're... We're giving you the content, we're giving you the, the opinions of a few, and of opinions of a respected few, as you guys here I'm for. I'm glad that you respect. <laughs> I, I feel so respected. I feel very respected. Over, I feel like we touched on a lot, though. We, we got around to... We got a lot of Socialism, episodes. Bernie, all over the board. Yeah. I do... Like, this ain't even for the episode. Like, y'all, like, y'all, y'all can already tune out if you want, but I do want to give <laughs> Eli my own left. thoughts. 
and then he can just like destroy my opinions no, if I, he wants or I, whatever. I do want to hear from you guys because like I want to hear what y'all thought of what, what I had to say, and like I wanted to hear like I definitely want to hear from you guys what you, you guys think. Okay, so what you said, you're dropping hard facts the whole episode. I think the historical like aspect is something that I hadn't really considered before and is really important. It, it did affect like my view on things, but my my opinion is. Uh, like you're saying, uh, democratic socialism is what we're shooting for, and social democracy is like a stepping stone to get there. But to me, I think, like, although I agree that that is like a strong end goal to have, I don't think we'll get there until we have a few things accomplished. One of them is a certain level of automation that we don't have yet to where if everybody decides they're done flipping burgers, like, <laughs> where is everybody's burgers going to come from? So that's uh, like, <laughs> bro. Dude, they, you, I've heard the 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 flipping the, the phrase flipping burgers so much in economic theory. Like, yeah. I don't know why that's how everyone goes down to that. <laughs> it's, it's just such a common example, like flipping burgers. Like, it's just such like a yeah. Yeah, and tacos. Bro. The other thing <laughs> that I think is really important is falling under one global government because I think uh, probably one of the greatest things capitalism has going for it is the element of competition, and that causes like it causes a big push in how fast things happen. And it comes at, obviously, the price of the, like, the conditions of the people working where you have to, you know, sacrifice nights, you have to uh, do, do things like that. And so I think in order to, uh, for this society to be possible, it would have to fall under a global government or global economy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Is that like... Is that like a reasonable point of view to have? Do you disagree with that, or what do I you think? think? That's a to I think that's totally a reasonable point of view to have. Like I, I, I do disagree nice. with. No, I yeah, mean, I know, bro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I, like, I'm on thin ice right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like absolutely not. Like that's that is a totally reasonable view to have. Like I think that, um, like there's there's some stuff that like I, I think that that you one thing you brought uh, you, you touched on was this global aspect mm -hmm. um and, and i guess there's a lot to unpack so i'll, I'll like try and unpack it I, you know you can tell just from this this podcast i'm all over the place <laughs> <laughs> but i'll try to unpack it as orderly as possible but um so you talked about like this global movement right yeah that is so important like that isn't so important to everything that we do as socialists um because like we at DSA, we had recently had a protest for the Iran situation with Trump, like this right, possibility right. of a World War Three, uh, and we had some speakers there, and it was a really great event. Like it was protests at the Capitol, and one thing that they touched on and that really stuck with me as a person and as just a human being was we have so much more in common with these working class people in Iran than we have with these billionaires in our own country, right? You right. Know, like, like it, there's, there needs, in, in order for this work, this, this, this movement to work, we need to have international solidarity with our brothers and sisters that are, um, like, in different countries, um, have different cultures, different situations, different beliefs, stuff like that. But we Which are all... Which is also tough when we're such a powerhouse of a country. That is, it is, it is very, very tough. We do mm -hmm. not make it easy on ourselves to make friends internationally right, exactly. um, and I do think a lot of that has to do I like like um, one of my good friends like she is very involved in like this demilitarization effort um, and like there's so much capitalism is so militarism and capitalism are so intertwined in this country um, when you've got like these multi-billion dollar companies um, with these huge military contracts awarded to them by um, like like our government 
um, that just alienates people from like us as a country and then like yeah. it, it, it's very it's it is U.S. imperialism and it's For sure. very very in a re, in a very real way. It's like people like I feel like people think of U.S. imperialism as like oh it's not real imperialism. It's not like we've got like these satellite countries and stuff. But economically, like there's countries that exist that are very much under our boot. Um, and and for our movement to to survive, for socialism to be practical, like we have to make a wide umbrella and we have to include. Um, other people and we have to include other cultures and like but like kind of what i was saying before it needs to be a global movement um and i guess like, like going on to some of the other points about um i guess like you, you were saying like maybe automation automation yes yeah so i think that's a really interesting point and like uh andrew yang like Rest in peace. Rest in peace, bro. <laughs> like he we said that twice i want to clarify he's not dead he just dropped he just <laughs> dropped out of the race yes yeah. yes um, but I think he really brought those issues to the forefront in a really, really important way. Mm-hmm. Um, that like that these are. I think that sometimes um, I, I think that, that automation has the potential to be a very democratizing force. It has the potential to do a lot of good, um, but I think it also has a lot of a potential if it's like organized poorly, if it's kept if the means of production are kept in the hands of a select few. Um, which is how automation has worked in this country. Like, right. mm-hmm. like GM owns the, the like GM owns the, the, the uh, robots that are making our cars in this country. And like in, in lieu of paying their employees, in lieu of paying people to work, they are paying these, they have these capital that are making their, their cars. And yeah. we, we as a public are not getting the benefit of that. Um, and, and I think that uh, like, for automation, we, we, I think automation is the way that it's, it's not an issue of like, do we want it? Do we not want it? It is an inevitability that we are going towards automation. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to make automation work for the people. And I think the way, yeah, that I was that, just going to say like, yes. we're inevitably going to automation, but like, who's going to benefit from it? Exactly. At the end? And, and I think that Andrew Yang makes a lot of points about that is like, he wants automation. I, I don't think that his policies are the way I think that we should go about doing this. But his ideas are really good that, like, he wants to make this automation work for the people. Because it's really not, like we were saying, it's really just not right now. Um, and I think the only, his his idea was, like, let's give $1,000 a month to people. You yeah. Know? And I think there's a lot of flaws with the UBI, in my opinion. Like, I think it's really, I mean, his origins as a conservative economic theory, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of like another Band-Aid of, like, let's just slap. Uh, uh, like a thousand dollars on and get people to shut up, you know, about yeah. the problems. Um, and obviously, a thousand dollars would go really far to a lot of people and like helping them out and helping their situation. Um, but I think that a more like it, it is really just a band aid. But um, I guess going off the automation, I think that the real solution, what I would propose and what Bernie Sanders I think would propose, is like uh, automation, like the only way that people would get profits from automation, the only way that people as a society would benefit from these, this like technological reforms is if they had a stake in the company, if they own, yeah. the, if they own these means of production, if they owned, um, if they were getting a direct benefit from the automation, like that's the only way that this is going to work. If it worked know? for everybody instead exactly. of just the lizards yeah. quotation. Like, in charge. Like, yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you give a man a fish, he learns to eat. If you give him in, a net, he learns to fish. So. Exactly. And that's the entire, like, that's really the entire argument behind a socialism is just, like, getting, putting power in the p- 
hands of the people putting the means of production. The, the people who can make a change. Then, exactly. Yeah. Like $1,000 is just such a band-aid. It's like, we're not going to give you the power. We're not going to give you the, the keys to the, to the factory. But we're just going to give you $1,000 and like hope you can survive off that. But what socialism proposes is like, no, we want to get put the power in the hands of the people. And that's why that view is right. superior in my opinion. I mean, overall, in terms of views, I don't know where I stand if it's on, like, you know, the spectrum of Donald Trump's fascism yeah. to, <laughs> to democratic socialism. Overall, yeah. I think I feel like I identify a lot with Andrew Yang, so yeah. big rest in peace for me. But um, Hey, on the plus side, we still got a chance at becoming the first Asian president. <laughs> yeah. I don't, bro. I was doing more than <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Well, you'll be my vice president, bro. Can I even? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I the don't rules. I'm I a can. government major. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I mean, Ted Cruz wasn't born here, and you tried to be president. So Where was he born? He was born in Canada. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The, the, Canadian, the Canadians are going to come for you, man. Don't mess with the Canadians. I don't think we have any Canadian listeners. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's funny. We're, ne- we're never getting we're any never now. Getting Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, I'm glad we... Uh, I'm glad we dove into this political scheme here. Yeah, yeah. Cool episode. Um, what did you guys think about where we took the direction of this episode? Ray Eli as a host, 1 to 10. Yeah, TripAdvisor rating. Trip yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you want to uh, let us know your thoughts on socialism, government in general, um, factors you think you know would play into this, um, yeah. topics you want to see in the future, guests you want to see in the future, anything yeah. like that, tweet us at Oddfish, leave us an anchor message, Hit us up in the Instagram comments. Yeah, I hope this wasn't too much of a swim in the political atmosphere. <laughs> we just wanted to dip our toes in, but uh, we we got we, in a little too we deep. Got a, I mean, you would invite an extremist to your podcast. <laughs> you gotta expect what you're getting, you know. And we gotta take the swim at some point, you know. Like this is a big politically charged year, so yes, yeah, for sure. Yes. We gotta you gotta get in there. I mean, I was listening to your. I mean, now I want to. I know we're wrapping it up. I was listening to your episode last week. And it was it had so much like political like I was the drug one like yeah, yeah so like yeah. getting there almost but exactly yeah. and that like there's just so every single topic really has a lot yeah, to yeah. Get it so well, yeah this is the one that makes it big bro this is this the one. <laughs> we become influencers after this episode <laughs> has nothing to do with Eli bro this is yeah. all us <laughs> but thank you Eli well, Eli yeah thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much here. for thank coming so on the episode thanks it for was so awesome us. having you yeah for sure I really appreciate we can check off the box on our on our to do list we had a birdie bro on our Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm the token Bernie bro. Yes. <laughs> Great. And with that, folks, Odd Fish with Bernie Bro Eli signing <laughs> off. We'll see you next week. <laughs>